What's up, Dash fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. I'm Dallin Seeley. This is Ashley Seeley. Hello, friends. What's up? We have some great emails for me today, as always. Thank you guys for contributing. It just means so much that you're getting something from this podcast and having as much fun listening, hopefully, as we are making it. We have some emails, Ash, today from about dogs or, or pets affecting relationships uh, helping somebody through the honeymoon phase, hopefully, and some more food things and old people saying. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, Ash, I picked this one first from Maria. Okay. Because it's the exact same fight that we just had two days ago. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Like, well, not quite as extreme, but it was headed that direction. Our <laughs> fight was. Okay, read this to me. All right. Hey, Dallin and Ashley, first of all, I need to tell you that I really admire you as a couple and as parents. I watch you on Facebook all the time and always wish I could be part of your family. Well, that's really nice. Thank you, Maria. I listen to your Taking Sides podcast faithfully, and I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much from the two of you on how to communicate with my spouse. Now to my question: My husband and I have been married for 16 and a half years now, and we love each other deeply. Sounds great, right? Well, we have two huge things that we have fought about throughout our whole marriage. Okay. I have a family dog. One, having a family dog, and two, me wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. To give you a little background, my husband was and is my first and only love. I never have been with another man. When I was dating him, I was so infatuated with him that I would have given up anything to make him happy. Dallin, you and I sound like we have the same personalities. I'm a huge big time people pleaser and a huge shudder. If my husband or children or friends aren't happy, then I put it upon myself to make them happy. Anyway, when I was engaged to my husband, I promised him something that I just shouldn't have promised him. I'm a huge dog person. Uh-oh. Everyone calls me an animal whisperer. I've even gotten wild deer to come up to me while sitting in my yard and eat out of my hand. This yes. sounds exactly like you, You right? are me. Yeah, sounds Squirrels, exactly like Ashley there. Deer, pheasants, mm-hmm. animals, ducks. animals are and <laughs> ducks. You're still going over there. Animals are are and always were my life. When I was little, I wanted to be a vet, but Me. couldn't stand the thought of putting animals down. So I had in my little mind decided to make my future home a foster home for dogs, while having a ton of dogs on my own. Fast forward to dating my husband, who gets this, hates dogs. He won't pet them. He only has hateful things to say about them and feels they are dirty and a huge responsibility he never wants to have. Now being a very naive, stupid, infatuated girlfriend. So, wait, wait, wait. The difference between your husband and Dallin is Dallin did not. Well, Dallin isn't that far. No, I'm not that extreme. Kind of like I, how I, I, I told Dallin. The dogs, uh, the things that dogs do annoy me easier than Ashley. What? I wouldn't say I'm as, like I said, not as extreme I, okay, as, as no, this no, husband. No. This is what it is. Dallin grew up in a family culture where the pets were not family members. And I grew up in a family culture where the pets were family members. And you treat the pets 
very differently, very differently when they are considered a member when you buy them a dog tag with a middle name and a last name oh my gosh <laughs> right then when you just let me just correct i grew up on a working on a sheep ranch you like your family, where dogs or were you i don't know your family just from what you've told me they did not treat animals no as another member of the family right right they were definitely not humanized and i'm not saying it's wrong and i'm not and i don't really agree with the humanized term as you know and i'm not saying it's right either i'm just saying it's two different ways uh-huh like for example i have never seen my dad cry as much as he cried when our family labrador shay died mm-hmm. okay i have never cried more than when my first pet died just things things i decide to get a dog when i think i am emotionally recovered enough from my last pet that i can like handle loving them so much that it literally breaks me the day that they die that's this is just how deeply and beautifully ashley loves things including animals you are beautiful too it's just a different outlook on life (laughs) on animals it's probably less of an emotional traumatic situation what like for me yeah if a dog died yeah or just I mean, it'd be sad but no i know and yeah not to the point that it would be for when you. our dogs die you will comfort me i will not comfort you right. right right okay going on so i guess she in her words she said she made the uh what did she say i made the very naive stupid infatuated move and told him i would never get a dog oh just so i could be with him and please him Ooh. yeah uh that that sets you up for some troubles i secretly thought he'd change his mind in the future yeah well it sounds like you know you know that that was the wrong wrong choice in your mind he would that's Uh, what i would say in my mind oh he'll change his mind later dolan will want to move to georgia one day can't expect that from anybody in return my husband promised me i could be a stay-at-home mom well it's not up to him yeah just well i mean eh, well it's up to both of you it's not up to him well i guess if she really wanted to and he was set on making enough money so that it didn't need her income i guess anyway okay anyways going on i'm an elementary teacher by trade when i had our firstborn child and our other child he changed his mind saying he thought he could afford for me to stay home and raise my children but realized once we had kids we couldn't afford for me to stay home we went to counseling and as always i gave in and went back to work i always harbored resentment towards him for that and i told him that he apologized, but didn't let me stay home. After we were married for about two years, I longed for my own dog again. I had a beagle when I was little, and she lived until a year before I met my husband. She was 17 years old and my everything. Wow, she had a beagle Haunting for 17 years. Get a dog. There are compromises in this life. It will not kill your husband for you to have a family pet. It doesn't even have to be his pet. She continues, I felt lonely and because animals lift my spirits and make me happy, I asked my husband if I could please get a dog. After all, he had gone back on his word about me being able to stay home with my children. He said, no, never. Okay, I just need to jump in. I'm hearing, um, I am not saying your husband is a terrible person and I am not saying you are a weak person. And a lot of this may be lost in communication through an email. What I am hearing a lot though is you needing him to allow you to do something. Um, Dallin and I have been in situations in our life where I have felt like I wasn't 
like where something was only his decision our big fight where we live and i felt like i had no control in that situation because Dallin's feelings or or whatever or, or because he just wasn't budging at all right mm-hmm. and Dallin has probably been in situations with me i think sleep training might have been one of them where i would not budge and those are were are more terrible toxic that's where like friendship killing fights drive a wedge between your relationship yeah um because it makes it puts you put something else as more important than your relationship with your spouse it's kind of like if you want a dog leave get a dog yeah but like you're that, not going to be getting a dog with hurtful. me it's yeah. a little bit manipulative in a way like it makes it seem like he controls your life but a spouse does not control the other spouse at least no. not in our culture and hopefully not in your culture one spouse does not control the other neither is in control of the other person like all there I'm saying is, is a certain like I, you should not die and your dying regret be like i never had a dog and i, I always yeah. wanted one mm-hmm. like that should not be something you have this is your home and his home it is your home together he might have ideas about what goes in that home and you might have ideas with, about what goes in that home. But no one's ideas are more pertinent or powerful than the others. And you both as 100% equal partners, partnership, not patriarchy, not matriarchy, like authority, decide on things together and you both have to have the equal say. So Here like I loved where... when we interviewed Bob and Kath Nilsson, I loved when Kath said, it never occurred to me that he would need to ask me for permission. They were talking about something. Obviously, for big things, you should both, you know. But she's like, we just give each other so much space to do things. And, and Bob, like, Bob came up to me the other day and said, Kath, I'm going to the cabin for a few days. I just need to work something out. And she's like, cool. Obviously, they're in a different stage of life where they don't have, like, young kids and stuff. And they're a little easier able to do kind stuff like, like separate that. separate careers but, and stuff. But um, I don't know. This is, it just seems like... I can tell I you, know. I can tell you where Dallin and I are on the dog issue. And that's all I can tell you because, and I don't want you to think, I think you're making bad choices or your husband is a bad person because I know very little about you and I'm not in any way like casting judgment. It, the situation kind of feels like something that kind of makes me uncomfortable because I am very particular about Dallin and I being equal. And feeling like um, one or feeling like one owns the other or can tell you well, what I to do. I think the culture of America, the previous culture, I think it's, it's going to like this different place, but the previous social culture of America was that men were more powerful in the home. So I, I, I'm kind of like tender about that, but I will say like Dallin and I, I love animals more than Dallin loves animals. Like I love animals oh. in close proximity in my home with me more than Dallin loves animals in his home. Right. Dallin's like, loves animals is super kind he just doesn't necessarily like enjoy them in his house as much as i like treasure that situation however like i mean we've been to a lot of therapy but we've always kind of had this mindset like i want to support dallin's like passions like the things that bring dallin joy and obviously we've struggled with that through like struggling times and dallin wants to support me with mine like when it comes down to it like we don't get rid of the dogs because he wants me to have the things in my life that make me happy i have asked that in the future um, that we just have one dog because i feel like two is a bit much for me quite honestly like i totally agree i thought unless we had like a ranch 
I could know? see, yeah, if we had tons of land and stuff and they were more had outside yeah, yeah, yeah. space. No, but yeah. like I thought I love both the dogs, but I do think it, I'm like at my upper limit of uh-huh. animals. And this in my is house. a compromise, compromise that we've come to. For the record, I would not have 70 dogs in my, like I feel like two is a lot. So I would never have more than two and I don't think I'll ever have more than one again. Mm-hmm. Let me just read the definition of compromise real quick, which I think is really healthy in any marriage. I mean, ideally, you come up with what Stephen Covey calls a third alternative, where the third option is better than either of the originals, you know, but at least make a compromise or an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. That's what you at least should be able to do with something that is so important to one of the people. Right. You feel me there? All right. Let's finish what she says. Um, With... He said, no, never. Well, we've gone to marriage counseling over me wanting a dog because that's who I am, an animal person, but it always comes back to me telling him that I could live without a dog if we got married. I mean, it's obviously, obviously like a dog is not a need. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but you can obviously live without it. But should that you That doesn't come without consequences. Like you're going to have to. Like, no, like you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Um... My kids are now old enough to be in school, not daycare. About 10 years ago, my health took a turn for the worst. I've had constant headache for four years. My The Mayo Clinic finally diagnosed me with something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, a rare genetic connective tissue disorder that has no cure. Interesting. Man, that's, that's sad. So guess what? I had to quit my job, and now I'm home alone all day. Now we're surviving on his income alone. Now I am a stay-at-home mom with two boys who are in school nine months out of the year. My husband reminds me often... That my wish to be a stay-at-home mom has come true now, so he kept his word, kind of. Well... I still beg him to get a dog for emotional therapy for me and my boys, and he says no. There's There it is again, her begging him for like permission, you know? They, it's something where they both have very strong feelings about, and I just... I don't know. You guys have been in therapy. Your therapist would have a lot more insight than us, and hearing more of well, his side of I'm, the story, too. But this just definitely seems like an area where you're home all day, alone... I would see no reason why you can't keep a well-trained, clean dog. It seemed like his main issues were like having to deal with it, being well, dirty. Well, and I don't like, know. Maybe have we talked about his main issues? Like we don't know what his main issues are. That's what, we're only getting one side of the story. So again, yeah, like I said, your therapist would have more insight and stuff. And I'm really glad that you two are going to therapy about this. And just because you promised before you got married doesn't mean that changes who you are now. You still have real valid needs. So it seems like he's being very belligerent on this topic. And he said, so she said, he said, Maria, we've been through so much. And if we ever get a divorce, it's going to be because of a stupid dog. Okay. Well, I mean, Maria. That's hard. I would just be like, yeah, because of you. It's not to this point. It's because of his lack of empathy empathy for her home alone all day. And just, she can't get it. She's not I'm asking sure Maria for... would be so glad keeping it clean and training it so it's well behaved. I'm just saying like she's getting not. Getting a hypoallergenic one she... that doesn't shed. I don't know. I don't know what his issues are, but like. Maybe he's afraid that because she said that she wanted to have a, uh, she said that she wanted to have like a, a, a dog. Like a companion. Like a refuge, like with lots of dogs. That would scare me too. No, I think he knows at I this think point. Maria sounds like she is settled with the he idea of just one dog would make her really happy. A literal stick in the mud and I feel angry at him. Ah, it's frustrating. Again, we don't know the whole story, but this is frustrating to hear how, how belligerent he's being on on you having something that would make you I so mean, happy being home all day with a, with a medical condition. He's also Man, twisting so it to being because she won't give up her dream of having a dog, that would cause the divorce. It's not... Yeah, because it's not he just, won't it's because of his, give yeah. in for 
this little thing. Right. Oh, get this. They live on 40 acres of land too. No animals. Ah, man, that's rough. So, gosh. Yeah, that's so, so hard. I don't I know, Maria. See... I mean, like, this isn't therapeutic advice, but I would maybe just get one and <laughs> tell him he can leave if he doesn't like it. I don't know. I, that's, that, that, I wouldn't say that, but he does sound... I mean, it sounds like there's kind of this dynamic in your relationship where you have to ask him permission for stuff. And that is not... I mean, that was the old way of doing things. That's really old-fashioned. Husband's like head of the home and stuff. Well, she I goes think on. the husband and wife should be equal partners in every sense of the word. It just seems like... Not he... like fake equal, but the husband still actually makes the final say. Like, you guys are co-partners in like the business of the home. And you have just as much say as him. And this seems like a compromise he can make. I don't know his story again, but this just seems rough to me. So Maria, we're with you. Don't take what we're saying right now and, and weaponize it against your husband, but stand up for yourself, especially with your current situation, with your health and how much you love dogs, like make your feelings known about how much this is hurting you. And really just like, I would, this is really hard. So I stand up for yourself, girl, and just be strong and, and be sh- talk about how much this would mean to you. And it's really, this is really driving a wedge that doesn't need to be driven. It seems like a compromise that could easily be made if you reassured him that you're getting a hypoallergenic, you'll clean it so often, you'll train, you'll like, you obviously have so much time okay, now for the at record, home to like, train She doesn't it. have to like follow his very... Uh, well, this would be part of her like, like making a compromise because he's very strong in this I'm too. I'm just saying they have 40 acres of land. He goes hunting all the time and that breaks her heart. Like she doesn't like that he goes hunting. Yeah, he just feels like he gets to tell her what to do and that shouldn't be what a healthy marriage does. That's I rough. I just have so many issues. I think some people think of the family as like a minivan where the husband is the one driving the minivan and everyone else is just in the back seats like going where he takes them i've heard little jokes like the husband's the head of the house but the wife is the neck and i get to turn it wherever you know i I feel like those are little sayings that are very hurtful that try to make it sound better but really it's just hurtful like it's like yeah one is not not in front of the other but you do have a little bit of control over your life it's just so frustrating um i would maybe write a letter maybe try and verbalize it very clearly he needs to know how i would also say it is not okay with me that you put this on me that you put our issues on me wanting a dog because the equal part of the issue is you not caring about my very real feelings, not caring about my feelings and feeling like you have the final say ability to control this issue, this aspect of our life. Like that would be a real issue for me. Yeah. Um, if Dallin said it to me, I would go get a dog the next day. Like, but that's our life. If like, if I was in this situation with you and Dallin was the person that Dallin is like a, a kind person who I know it would not like, I don't know, like be violent or anything. If he, like you would never say that, but if you said that to me, I would be like, oh really? Like just you wait. But again, you would never say that to me. Like you would never be like, you've, we have two dogs. You've never said that to me. Right. I like, you know, it's never been like hard no or. I just, while there isn't a foundation of trust and love, things like that are just, highly emotionalized and taken out of context and become hurtful things rather than helpful things. I don't know. I feel like this could be worked out better, but yeah, I would say that, uh, man, good luck, Maria. Say how much this is hurting you and how ridiculous this is and try to, 
and try to just change the change the narrative a little bit. He doesn't tell you. He doesn't control you. He doesn't get the final say. You are an equal partner in your home, especially because you're there all day and he does his passions and hunting, leaving for long amounts of time. Right. You live not- on 40 acres of land. Like this is your life too, you know? I and it's not just, it, he's not in charge of you. Right. He does not, he's not allowed to live in this fantasy land where everything happens the way he wants it to happen. Yeah. All right. There we have it. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. All right. This subject line for this one is honeymoon phase help plus weird food things and old people phrases. All right. Jessica's given us a little bit of everything. So much. Hey, Dylan and Ashley. My name is Jessica and I'm from Houston, Texas. I know almost every email you get says this, but I love watching your vlogs, listening to your podcasts and the new Dashley's Kitchen website is awesome. Oh, there you go, Ash. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, She says, I'm so excited to be watching it grow. Cool. Thank you so much. Anyways, my husband and I just got married in January, luckily before all this craziness going on right now, and we just moved into a new-to-us house last month. I love the life we're building, but because of COVID, we never got to go on our honeymoon that was scheduled for this past spring. Man, that sucks. hate COVID. I hope you got a refund. I hope so, too. I think the vacation sets up a marriage, but I feel like I'm still in this lovey-dovey PDA honeymoon phase mood where I just can't get enough of him, and he's moved on to full-on grouch. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I know I'm being a little dramatic, but I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the lack of a real honeymoon, or if maybe it's just the current state of the world that's making him stressed and distant. Well, I don't think a honeymoon, you know, is necessary for a marriage. We didn't go on an official, I mean, I guess we went on a little two-day getaway, but yeah, I wouldn't blame the honeymoon. I also would say you should know the feelings. You shouldn't have to guess about it. You should be having these conversations where you are being like, what are your feelings? What are your emotions? Like tell, lay it out. What's stressing you out right now? What's on your mind? What's keeping you awake at night? Stuff, conversation starters like that. Uh, you should know these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like you're a little down right now. What's up? Or that seemed like, that seemed like you were angry at me or that seemed like that annoyed you. Like, tell me about that. What's going on? That's the story I'm telling myself in my head. Is that accurate? What's going on? Love? What's going on, honey? One thing we're working on with George slash ourselves is I think when people, people get in the rut of when I have negative feelings, when I feel angry, when I feel sad, when I feel anxious or stressed, it equals me treating people unkindly and it doesn't have to, like you can still, you can feel and be angry and still be kind. Um, And it kind of sounds like if he is stressed, like if he's a, an extrovert and he hasn't been able to do all the things he's wanted to do or if he's a planner and all of his plans are getting messed up it's causing him to just be grouchy all the time um i don't know like i'm not trying to like correct him but it doesn't need to be that way like you don't need to be a to treat people like in a way you wouldn't treat them when you were happy if you're mad yeah i don't know like i don't you can't really like say that to him and be like Angel, just because you're angry doesn't mean you need to be unkind. Like, you don't need to say that to him. But that's just what we're working. That's one of our family goals. They're red light moments and green light moments. Right. You can't correct somebody when they're flooded in an emotional fight or flight state because that just pisses them off. You could have a family meeting and talk about, shoot, I don't know, like 
I feel like you've been really grouchy lately and that that's been kind of like bleeding over when into they how you are, treat me. Yeah, in the when they're when there's a green light or yeah. when they're thinking they're chill, they're in their cognitive brain. I'm just brain. worried that I'm always offending you or you're not happy being married seems to me. Seems like you've been down lately seems or like this happened lately. and it hurt my feelings and or this happened and it made me sad when you reacted this way and or I, when you responded this way and I feel like there's more to it like what's going on with talk you to me like because what's, I love you and I want to know what's going on so in your much. head. Yeah, stuff like that. Totally. Conversations you should be having, having, having all day. Over he phone, might be texting. a little bit of a hard nut to crack. Dallin is a hard nut to crack. I had some hard nuts that He's, needed cracked. Like his kind of old philosophy was, if I talk about my feelings, it makes them more well, prevalent. Sadly, that's the well, man or just culture. Like me admitting to something bothering me is kind of like me being defeated by it or like not overcoming it or yeah. I just think it's sad that men were raised to be like to be seen as weak if they show emotion or if they show like something as or or weakness them. or being or affected by a situation or not being the strong stress. one always, you know. Yeah. So real strength comes from admitting that I don't even care about that. I just want to be friends. Right. It's hard to be friends with someone who's vulnerable, always trying to be the strongest person in the room. Yeah. It is. Brene Brown talks about, she has a whole section in her book about men and vulnerability. Dare to, dare to lead or something like that. Yeah. Or dare to lead. Brene Brown talks about vulnerability. And she says. You read it and you, I remember you telling me about it all the time. Yeah. It was so good. Talking about vulnerability and how men were raised to have to be in this box of everything being okay or else they're seen as weak and stuff like that. So yeah. Anyways. Not saying your husband is like that or not, um, Jessica, just... but but that's just like a general culture for men and it's sad. So anyways, um, yeah, don't worry about it being the honeymoon. She continues, for reference, my love language is physical touch and his is quality time. We still watch <sighs> TV together. die of happiness if physical touch was my love language. Uh, uh-uh. Just because it's not yours doesn't mean that gives you a pass no, I'm just to saying, not if we love had, me that way. I do still, but if we had the same love language... Well, it just makes it easier It'd for you. It'd be like going into Disney World with a, like a fast pass every day. It just it's makes just it like, easier. Yeah. yeah. But it's not an excuse to not love somebody in their love language. I love you in I your know, love language. I know. Thank you. For reference, my love language is physical. And I, just said, I was just saying it would be like... <laughs> I was just saying it would be just like easy and fun. Yeah. It might come more naturally more often maybe. Yeah. Um... We played a board. We we still watch TV together. We played a board game last week, but we've only been intimate twice in the last three weeks. Sorry if that's TMI, but it seems relevant. When he gets home from work and I give him a hug and try to give him a kiss, he gives me a quick peck and nudges me out of his way. Oh man! So wait, what is his love language? Quality time. Just because your main love language. I mean, everybody speaks all five languages. One or two are just the most prevalent. Well, so like Dallin, Dallin is kind of like a physical touch. Are you words or physical touch or both? Both. both. I'm, I'm like quality time and probably acts of service. But the thing about quality time is it usually leads to physical touch. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it confuses me that. Right. So that just seems like. Qual- more like, like cuddling is great quality time if if you did that i would be like oh what's up boo something on your mind what's going on seems like the story i'm telling myself in my head is that you're angry or that just seemed like you didn't you weren't excited to see me for some reason phrasing it that way what's up not taking it personally it just seems like something's up if i were perfectly we usually just say what's up 
Yeah. What's up? If we're in a fight, we get into therapy talk where we're like, <laughs> did the I the story I'm like, telling myself well, in my I head. Think we're, I think we're getting a little better at saying that really quickly. Ah, story I'm telling myself in my head right now is, but we, but I would just probably, be like, oh, what's up? Because also we've been married for six years and they've only been married for a few months. So we kind of know like habits right. a little bit more maybe. Anyways. Yeah. That is weird that he just brushes, that brushes you out of the way. He's um, normally not an overly affectionate guy, but this isn't normal for him. Oh, yeah. Then I wouldn't hesitate to be like, hey, what's up? That seemed a little off. Maybe money, work, stress. Yeah. She says she tried talking to him about taking a small trip to Austin just for the weekend. We're calling it a mini moon, LOL. But every time I bring it up, he keeps pushing the date back farther and farther. Now we're probably going to be taking our first trip together as a married couple on our first anniversary, which is what we did. Yep. Which is fine because I understand travel is restricted and everything. But I can't help but feel a little disappointed. Maybe I need an official honeymoon to get my clinginess or whatever it is out of my system. Well, don't try and change yourself. Yeah. It's hey. okay. I'm a clingy. Like, I think clingy is a mean way of saying you just have really close need friendships. Reassurance. Need no, some reassurance like, for a while. You maybe? enjoy a relationship that is closer. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think clinginess, like. Like it's new. It's exciting. I think it's, people just use that term to make, to turn a pos- something that isn't necessarily not positive into a negative well i mean if you're like coping for something inside that's unhealthy it just doesn't sound like she's then needing it would be bad but to live her life like it doesn't what? sound like she needs him around constantly to live her life she's just wanting more quality time with him he's the yeah yeah just because it's not your main love language doesn't mean you don't want quality don't need quality time no i'm just saying like i don't think I don't think you're clingy. I think you just want a little bit more than what your husband is offering. Well, she's just wondering what's up with him. I would say no, that I definitely, don't. I would say that it's not probably not a wrong assumption to say that COVID is getting to him because it's making me so angry as of late. I feel like something is up. I feel like she doesn't understand what's up, but I, I was just saying, I don't think the issue here is you being clingy. Oh. I don't think that's the issue. From well, what you've let's written, let's just not play the guessing game and talk about it. Ask what his emotions yeah. are and share your emotions. Just volleyball like, back and forth, baby. Yeah, I see how you would feel that way. That must be so hard. I would feel the same way with if I were you. I can see how you would reach that conclusion. That would make sense. I can see how you would feel that way. Let me give you my aspect. I'm feeling this emotion. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Let's understand each other. That's the that's the song of an emotionally intimate relationship. That's the game. All I'm saying is everything you described does not sound like a clingy person. Like normal people like going on trips. Normal Especially people the beginning of a marriage, like you're, to you're have to establish sex routines with their husband stuff. more than two times in three weeks. Like some people, some normal people don't like that, but I don't think you are abnormal in wanting what you want mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. I think you, it sounds totally normal and chill. I do not think you are quote unquote clingy. You should have these conversations we've been talking about. Know where he's coming from. Ask what his feelings are. What's on his mind. What's keeping him up. What's stressing him. What's on the, what were the top, what's the top thing? What were you thinking about on the drive home from work? Stuff like that. You know, like just get, just understand where he's coming from. Like our therapist says 90, you should know 95% of your feelings and the feelings and emotions that, that your partner's experiencing. It takes the guessing work out of it because you're having these emotionally intimate conversations. I hear what you're saying and I think everything you're saying is great, but I do, 
I don't think, I think that she's the best judge of the state of her relationship. And if she's feeling like something's up, something's probably up. So I feel like I didn't say that something isn't up. Well, I just don't think, I don't know. It sounds like she's pretty concerned. So I just don't want my advice to be to just be chill and No, I said at the same time, like ask him what's going on. Yeah. No, but like, I think you're, I definitely think you're, it's valid for you to be concerned and worried. Um, Totally. I was just saying, don't worry that the honeymoon phase is like already over stuff, like stuff like that. Well, I think that's kind of weird. What? I mean, I, I guess I don't know how long you've been dating, but it should be like pretty fun and exciting right after you get married. Like you they, would hope, yeah. They literally just got married. I would, I would guess that there's something big going on with him. Something he's worried, worried about he's or like, stressing like, about. Maybe like, it's money. Maybe it's just that he's feeling really kind of depressed or sad about something. You, you should just, yeah. I would, yeah, I don't that's know all I'm saying. On. I think you're probably on the right trail, like thinking something is up with him because something, it sounds like something is. Like maybe something's stressing him out, something he's hiding something. I'm not saying he's like cheating on you, but maybe he's hiding work issues or family issues or he's just like not i wouldn't say hiding so much as harboring harboring is a better word yeah Yeah. so i would just kind of figure that out because if your relationship right now is different if it feels like different than how it felt right before you got married like something might be going down maybe he has a weird thing with marriage down and i I was about to to verbally divorce each other well i was just gonna say coming into marriage all of a sudden all these scripts that i had seen and observed and internalized and been taught growing up they all kicked in pretty fast after i got married and all of a sudden started expecting ashley to carry out all these roles and, and, and expecting the, put you all these, to carry yeah, out all these all other these roles. things on myself to carry out i better be carrying these things out good that i've been taught a good husband does right, my whole like, life it's no, like the time for fun is over like and we're married are, now men are really good at, at expecting a lot of themselves right it was kind of like we got married and it took, it kind of took having kids, but it was like fun is over, like nose to the ground, all power to success and hard work and kind of got imbalanced. And like everything else is kind of a waste of time. And that's not right. true. And it's unfortunate that you like, or I don't know, like it's unfortunate that that happened when we got married because it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have to happen. Uh-huh. You guys will find your balance and and just become better friends every day as you have these emotionally intimate conversations and and understand what each other's feelings and emotions are. Get like simmer it down from the stories that you're telling yourself in your head, the narratives that are going on in your head. Simmer it down to the emotions of it all and express those to each other and validate them and say what you want to do because of them and and say that you have your back and and have each other's back and you can do this together as as partners. And like reassure each other and then boom, you'll have quality time and physical touch right after that conversation. Corona is really hard and it's putting a damper on everything. That was half Um, joke, half hopeful. And if it doesn't actually happen right away, don't think something went wrong. I would just say like try like marriage relationships. They take effort. Like try and find a way to have Corona be this thing that you kind of look back on or quarantine with like, Oh, we really came together during that time. Like we did X, Y, and Z. And that was so great for us, like growing closer. Like we took up this hobby together or we watched this show together. Like Della and I have so many like fun memories of when we were 
newlywed and poor and we would make homemade quesadillas and watch the office and it was like those are some of our most fun memories memories. just try and find something that you guys can kind of like come together with i think that's kind of what makes friends like having these quality together moments where you both are where it's not one of you compromising to help make the other person happy it's both of you like invested in something together and you you need the other person because with that other person whatever you're doing is so much more fun Mm -hmm. so i would i would try and find that try and find something where you can look back on quarantine and be like gosh we had so much fun doing this even though we couldn't go on a honeymoon even though not as many people could come to our wedding even though we couldn't go on trips even though there was so much stress about work and money and family like we had so much fun doing this that's what I would. Yep. And you'll find what that is too. And remember too that it's a Venn diagram. There's a there's the part where the circles overlap that you share together. And then there's still parts of the circle where you're your own people. Don't forget that either because that's important to keep like to not totally lose who you are as an individual as well. And have your own things too because that contributes to the, the middle part that you share. And bring your healthy self to the other person, you know? Cool. Okay. So to wrap this up, let's read her weird food things and old person phrases. She gave us a little bit of everything. Her weird food thing is Mrs. Cook's weird food thing. Macaroni and cheese with green salsa. You would like that. I feel like that sounds pretty good. There's a lot of gourmet like macaroni and cheese. Like a Southwest mac and cheese type thing, like with green chilies in it. I'm a purist. Velveeta cheese. She says that 100% tastes like noodles smothered in queso. Mm. Does it really? Has to be Velveeta shells and cheese and Herdez green salsa. Oh, okay. Wow. See, Velveeta shells and cheese is quite literally That's Ashley's favorite. the best thing the world has ever created. <laughs> it is so good. If you've never had it, you need to try it. Why didn't we just have that at our wedding? You would have been the happiest person. But Actually, Cafe Rio was kind of my thing and you went along with it. Or do you really love it that much too? I mean... We I'm, could have had both. Could have had Cafe Rio I don't, and Velveeta I don't shells like, and cheese. It's not like my thing. But I love it's really good food. I yeah. love that we love it. Everybody together. else loved it too. I thought it would it was a really good option for me because I knew everyone would love it. And it was uh-huh. food is wedding choices are really stressful because you don't want people to show up and be miserable. Yeah. So I knew everyone would be like, Oh, sweet. They were excited. They're like, Oh, Cafe Rio? All yeah. right. Okay. So she says it's so cheap and you should definitely try it. If you end up doing it on a vlog, you should try weird food things. Okay, cool. That sounds really good, actually. Like with a side of meat that we smoked with some Southwest mac and cheese. Yeah. Mm. Okay, old person phrases. Her great-grandmother, Mima, used to call everyone doll. Her kid, hey Hello. doll. Hey doll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or that. That's your Wanda voice. Hey doll. <laughs> Her kids, grandkids, the mailman, grocery store clerks, literally everybody was a doll. Thanks so much, doll. That's funny. She says it was really st- sweet, but also strange. Her grandfather, Opa, is that Greek? Opa? I don't know. Opa will whistle and sing nonsensical words to a melody he makes up in his head. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sounds like my grandpa. That does sound like your grandpa. I don't think he even realizes he's doing it anymore. He's almost famous. You gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa That's always funny. does like half sentences. He'll just be like, he'll like, well, it'll be dinner time. And he'll just kind of say like, he's going to say it to everyone. He'll be like, Someone told me the other day, and then he'll just look around and start eating again. And everyone's like, what? Went to Costco to get a few things. Yesterday when I was at Costco. (laughs) It just stops. And people are like, uh. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. 
Anyways. Okay. Thanks for the email. And good luck and congrats on the marriage. You got this. <laughs> We're just like, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Went on a bike ride. No, he wouldn't say that. He would just no, say yesterday. No, that was another one, yeah. Okay, cool, guys. Have a good rest of your week. Hope you have a good week. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Send us your ideas. Send us your emails. And uh, if you only listen to this podcast, Taking Sides with the Dashleys, we have another podcast like our personal journal slash share some funny news stories or things we think are interesting or play games on The Big Little Life with the Dashleys, our personal podcast. So go check us out there. Check us out, the Dashleys on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. We're just posting everywhere. Food blog is thedashleyskitchen.com where we try to post at least one recipe a week Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. our favorite things. And it's so much fun. Okay, see you guys.